Welcome to Podcast One. We hope you'll support our sponsors who bring you these podcasts absolutely free and with limited interruptions. And of course, we appreciate you listening to this show, which will get started in just a second. Podcast One has new shows on our new app. Check out all the cool features to help you explore our exciting new programming, like America's Lakers podcast with Jay Moore, So Random with Corinne Olympios, Attack Each Day, the Harbaugh's podcast, Not Just Sports with Susie Schuster and Rich Eisen, and Sessions with Randy Jackson, as well as your old favorites like The Lady Gang, Steve Austin, Shaquille O'Neal, and Adam Carolla. Get the new Podcast One app in the App Store, Google Play, or PodcastOne.com. Podcast One presents Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze, an entertaining behind-the-scenes look at the world of food, where you'll hear from anyone and everyone from the culinary industry, including restaurateurs, TV hosts, celebrity chefs, producers of your favorite cooking shows, and many more. Now, here's your host, Richard Blaze. Hey, Jasmine, what's going on? Hi. Hi. Uh, this is Richard Blaze. Uh, that's Jasmine I just said hi to. And this is Starving for Attention. And uh, we're getting ready to uh, have a pretty amazing couple of episodes coming up. It's yeah. basically like we're getting deep down into the best chefs of Los Angeles. Yeah. yeah. Really Not are. even really just the country as well, but like we're getting into like some hardcore well, chefs. Some would argue, right? I mean, Los Angeles is coming up. So Not, I mean, if, you're, if oh. you're titrating out the best chefs of L.A., you're talking about the best chefs in the country. Who's going to argue that? I mean, recently, weren't you telling me that they, uh, LA just won some sort of prestigious yeah, award? I think it was, um, what did I just read? Zagat uh, uh, graced Los Angeles with the most interesting or most exciting Most exciting food, food city. city. It didn't even mention New York anymore, Didn't even right? mention New York. That's a big cultural shift. That is. But I think I, think I agree. With the excitement, I mean, I don't know about best, you know, best restaurants overall. Like that's a pretty tough one, and you know, Chicago is a pretty tough city to compete with as well on that level. But I mean, as far as most exciting, like they're doing some cool stuff in LA. There's a ton of restaurants. There's a ton of transplants coming, right? Yeah, right. I mean, and if you want to widen the Los Angeles area to Southern California, I mean, we would be included in that list of just people who have sort of sure. come to Southern California. <laughs> I don't know if we have a restaurant yes. opening in That's LA true. very soon. We do, yeah, we do. Uh, but I mean, really, a lot of these sort of uh, Michelin-starred chefs yeah. uh, coming to Los Angeles, uh, and there's, and the guests we have coming on in the next couple episodes are chefs that have done this. Trailblazers, trailblazers with yeah. a Z, with not a with Z. the AIS. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they can. I mean, honorary trailblazers. Yeah, they can if they'd like to be. Uh, but today's episode, I've long been a fan of these two guys. John Shook, Vinny DiTolo. Yeah. Uh, otherwise known as John and Vinny. It's pretty simple. Yeah. Um, these two dudes. And I think for a long time, they were just kind of, that was like their, their beginnings. was just like these two dudes who do things a little bit different. Yeah. They're wearing t-shirts maybe in the kitchen. Two dudes, one pan. I think. I'm pretty sure that was, was the name of a show, right? Or that a they did, or was a it cookbook? a show, or a cookbook? We'll something to ask. like yeah. that. But yeah, I remember something. they competed on Iron Chef way back. Was yeah. when I first was introduced to them. Yeah, uh, and they have. Really... I remember it because they were from Florida, and like you don't see anyone from Florida on like the original runs of Iron Chef. Give yourself some credit. Oh, on Iron Chef. Yeah, okay, I, I mean you're a co-host of this there amazing podcast. There are certainly people from Florida in the world. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that do <laughs> like great things. Active people that do great things that participate in society. Right, Tim Tebow. That's not what I was saying. Tim Tebow's one. I was saying chefs. You know. That's true. Uh, and that's where don't, I was sort of introduced don't, don't to them. Don't try to trigger me with Tim Tebow stuff right now. Don't, don't Why am do I that. trying to trigger you? I, you know, it's a sore subject. Why is it a sore subject? You, you, because we've been cursed. We've been cursed since he left. That's all. You're turning this into a sports this podcast, is a perhaps. Podcast, all of a sudden. Um, I know. Listen, I know that at one point in front of me, you exclaimed your love for Tim Tebow. Did, and that's okay. It can It was like a. 
uh, speaking in tongues like it just came out. It, it, it's understandable. Uh, it's understandable. Lifelong college football fan. So it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> uh, but John and Vinny are also from Florida, uh, and again, uh, they've really. I can't wait to talk to them because they've sort of grown into their stardom in one of the best ways. Like their evolution to me has been pretty amazing because they're still two dudes and their authenticity is unparalleled. Uh, But their food and their projects, their true restaurateurs at this point uh, and their and their restaurants, one of which John and Vinny's, we frequent often before we come here to do the podcast. Yeah, it was a little podcast ritual for us for a while. It was a little yeah. morning pizza. Yeah, I mean, but, but we never take the same way in, so now we can't find it again. That is, like never, <laughs> like we've never, we we haven't gone back yeah, in a it's while. The, the problem with GPS, right? Like, uh, unfortunately, you used to learn just a way to get places, and now it's like this is the fastest way. And then you take end up a on, a, on, on the, the train yeah. track somewhere, right. which we did today. <laughs> we did. We uh, followed the train into Beverly Hills today. Somehow. But we got here somehow. Yeah. Uh, but I love these guys. I can't wait to talk to them. Uh, you know who else I want to get in on the pod, though? T- quick, sharp change of direction. Yeah. This dude that you introduced me uh, to on the Instagram. Oh. Is who? his name Blake? Oh. Yeah, his name's Blake. Because I've been trying. You're talking about the, the big platters of food. Yeah. So, okay. like, I mean, okay. uh, for everyone to know, like, listen, I'm trying to, like, lose this last 10 pounds. And we've been having a lot of, like, serious conversations about why I can't sure. lose this last 10 pounds. It's basically because I've found the peppermint mochaccino in my life that which is i think a, a good <laughs> that's part 400 of calories a day che- that i don't burgers and and peppermint mochas and, and fried chicken like fried I, chicken. I mean there's some issues that i'm working through it's hard it's hard when you're a chef yeah you know? um so and it's and it's the new year so like that and sort it's of like it's the time it falls for in line. those kind of everyone's looking yeah for weight loss tips and sort of resolutions and we're right. not going to do a resolution episode but i'm definitely trying to shed 10 pounds like probably 75 percent of the country yeah. um but we you introduced this guy blake to me who basically just eats mounds and mounds of food right, yeah. and looks like he weighs 79 pounds. Well, he de- I don't think he weighs. I think he's probably weighs more 170. than 170. No, he's like ripped. I mean, he's yeah. a muscular dude. He's so like a he yoga weighs, looking dude. Yeah, he's, he's slender, but uh, very muscular. Um, yeah, so he does uh, intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting, which yeah. I kind of like because I've long been the, like, I'd like to just eat one big meal in a right. day. I do like that. Yeah, you kind of naturally tend to do that. I think so. Was it a good thing? Like I this don't know. Guy, I mean, I don't. I don't know a lot about it. it? Um, the idea of it is is um, well, I think it's kind of like almost a prehistoric idea, right? So it it, it you know it, back in caveman times, like you didn't sit down to breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You know, you would eat when there was food. So um, your body, you know, can break down that many calories at once, and you're still you know operating at a caloric level as you would if you ate three, four, five meals in the day, right? Right. If you're a lion, you don't eat zebra every day. Right, exactly. You eat zebra once a week. Right, something, something like that. Something like that, right. yeah. Makes so, sense. So that's the idea. So, but his, like, you know, he's taken, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of people that do intermittent fasting, but he, um, you know, he's silly and he, and he makes these, like, giant, like, macaroni and cheese pizzas and, like, you know, it's all... Allegedly, like uh, I think he he works out all the details of protein and fat, and you know makes sure it hits. All I, the these one certain... I saw, he ate basically like a giant sink full of like fruity pebbles, <laughs> right. though, or something like that. I mean, <laughs> let's be real; he no, eats no, whatever no. he kind of wants. No, he says sugar's not like, an issue, right? That was like a but that was like protein packed uh, special K or something like oh. that, mixed with fruity pebbles. Uh, so yes, you know, I mean, he's hitting certain protein marks, and and I think he keeps fat pretty low, um, respectively, for what he's eating. But he's sitting down to like four thousand, five thousand calorie meals, kind of. Amazing. I watched him eat a, a eight pound tray of nachos, which uh, is kind of my dream. It's kind of like, like we want. I want to get on his Instagram handle so we can share one of those meals with him. Yeah, yeah. And also, we should probably have this talk with you 
just about your meme research because you just it's, find these people. It's a deep dive. You found the slurping. Remember when we were talking about the slurping yeah, uh, uh, um, people slurping mukbang. nudes? Yeah, mukbang. Mukbang, yeah. and like you found yeah. this guy. So like you spend a lot of your time sort of uh, you know, perusing Giggling the interwebs, on the couch, watching uh, uh, memes, finding yeah. this guy. Yeah. Uh, so would you call this guy? And this is going to be a total dad segue right here. Oh gosh. Would you would you find that this guy sort of is a little bit animal? He has some animal instincts. Oh, I see what you did there. John and like Vinny's animal restaurant. restaurant. Animal. Yeah, yeah, I, I get did it. that. Okay. Yeah, I get it. Hey, everyone. Uh, John and Vinny coming up right now. Hey, but Jeremy's here too. Are they all? He's just waiting. Yeah, they're good. Oh, cool. <laughs> What's up, dude? <laughs> what up? How are you guys? Hey, how's it going? How are you? Yeah, my wife Jasmine. Hey. I think you've met before. Yeah, we met. Yeah, a couple times probably. How are you? Hey. Nice. Hello. Good to see you. Good how are you doing? How you been? Good. You know. What's up, What's going on, brother? How are you? Feeling good? Thanks yeah, so much man. for making time. For sure. Yeah. No worries. Happy Sorry about it. being a couple minutes late. Right. Oh, no worries. Are you did, kidding me? Did you yeah. guys carpool with Jeremy? We did. Uh, we now did we, we just, he got his time messed <laughs> up. We, we sucked him in to our... Uh, oh, yeah. no. He got his time messed up. Yeah. yeah. Is he going to be all right? Heather, yeah. are we going to make sure that... He's good. Okay, he's good. He's going to just hang out in the yeah, uh, yeah. in the other room. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, we've been trying to chase you down for, I think... Uh, a couple months. No, yeah, we're we're, we're uh, slippery. You guys are hard to catch. <laughs> hard to catch. Right? Where are you? Should we put these on. Uh, if you want, totally up to you. But we're going. Like we're just oh. like raw. Oh, like cool. just, oh, we're, cool. we're in it, and we just oh, like. like it. Uh, where are you guys coming from? John and Vinny's. Right okay. On Fairfax. Thanks for uh, being close. Yeah, yeah, yeah that helps. Uh, we were talking about it. Like, that's sort of our uh, sort of pregame breakfast spot for us. Yeah, we've stopped awesome. in a couple yeah. times. So yeah. we've had a yeah. number of uh, delicious pizzas and, and yeah. uh, well, everything, quite honestly, Thank uh, you. On, on the way in. Um, you guys can get a little closer to Mike if we could do that. Yeah. Um, so from John and Vinny's. So, like, hardcore working chefs. Like, that's just, that just like, you're not coming from home. Like, you yeah. literally were just at the restaurant. Well, yeah. we just we stopped by there. We had to answer some questions for some people. Um, people were like waiting for us. They knew we were coming there because we actually put our schedule on our like internal calendar that's shared amongst the uh, upper people of the company, so they kind of know where we're going beforehand, um, which allows them to really, if they need something, they could catch us. That's okay. Nice. I mean, yeah. you kind of all, give them like a heads up of when you're going to yeah. be there. That's, yeah. that's, you're also not caught off guard. But we, yes. do, we, we also threw curveballs. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Okay. Keep that's kind of genius. Yeah. Where, uh, where did that come from? And I'm just curious. Like, that's a really interesting It's setup. really just, you know, one of our biggest things that I think we talk a lot about. Yeah, that's one of our favorite words. <laughs> right. Are you guys just using like Google Calendar or what are you, what are you uh, doing? Apple Calendar, yeah. whatever the one is right. on yeah, Apple Calendar. Yeah, that I don't know. We actually, believe it or not, we have a couple different calendars going on, but Vinny and I are not super tech. <laughs> that's something that's always been a downfall for us. So gotcha. uh, whatever one we know how to use is the one that came with the Apple phone. Got uh, it. Yeah. But they yeah. have like different calendars for other things other than that. But the real, all the stuff kind of funnel – Brianne funnels yeah, it all. Gets it all into yeah. one. So yeah. was there another – now this um, – because like you guys have a number of restaurants. You're super, mm. super busy. I'm starting to get near that stratosphere where you yeah. guys are at. So like where did that – like how did you figure that out? That like, hey, we should schedule this. Like did someone – like suggested, or did I think you it really get it from just, another industry? I think, or? No, I think, I think a lot it of really it got just, messy for us. Yeah. It was sort of like, oh, we're missing things, and we forgot about this, and kind of, kind of 
sort of living up to what we said we would do. So we really wanted to make sure that we we put it in the calendar and then we knew we had to be somewhere at a certain time. And then it allowed others sort of to share that information with them and allow them to know where we would yeah. be and when we would be there. And so they can rely on us at certain points in the day to sort of, like John said, answer questions, go through things, test dishes, um, whatever it is. You know, we're, we're, we, we try to be as hands-on as we possibly can. Obviously, now, you know, at this point in our careers, it's like, we're not tied to stations and stuff like that. It actually sure. just right. isn't even reasonable to think like that anymore. So, um, you know, what people can expect from us is that we will be around at these certain times throughout the day. It's like they know when we leave town, it's scheduled, so they know where we are. They know if we're in New York or if we're doing a charity dinner in Philly or, if, you know, wherever we may be. So they know that they'd have to call or email us right, if something yeah. goes goes down that they need us right away. They'd have to get us yeah. get us that way. Otherwise, they can probably expect us to yeah. see us at the restaurant. We're big on systems. We yeah. love systems. We love uh, spreadsheets, organization. Like it's, we live and breathe by it. Um, so like our life is basically that's what it's about. Was it always like that, or is that coming no. from some no. other like no, hobby I mean, or a passion? It just, or? No, it it just, just got too busy. From, yeah, it just it, comes right. from wanting to know, wanting to be involved, wanting to understand what's going on. And you know, as you start splitting your time up, you know, and you start opening more restaurants, like what you're getting, it's like right. each restaurant has to lose a little bit of you, right? A little bit of your time, a little bit of your availability. So it's like. As you get bigger, you have to learn to manage your time. And that's what we – a lot of this has come from us learning – trying to manage our time and being able to like walk in and not feel in the dark, right? It's like we pretty much know what's going on at every restaurant right now and catering and right. catering jobs. And you know, just from obviously calendar and information that we create and put out internally through our team. So is this like a total open door? So like if you're walking into John and Vinny's today, like uh, a, it could be a, a line cook or a manager or literally uh, like any, any question mean, anybody, or any time, you yeah. can just jump I mean, on that we, list. And... Vinny and I are huge believers in saying hi to every employee in our right. company. So like we, you know, we like to have that communication open with the dishwasher to the server manager chef, general manager, you name it. And it's like, you know, obviously different people you have to communicate in different levels with uh, based on what needs to happen. And, you know, there's probably about five or six people in our team that are like, we got to speak to every day. Right. Like every day we have to speak to them because there's just too much going on. And then they, you know, it's all basically broken down into departments and in department heads and all funnels back. I mean, it was like, I mean, today I walked in and it was like I had a conversation with the manager and the hostess about the thermostat. It was like, that's what we were talking about. It was like we had, we had the fan broke on one of the AC units. They were out there repairing it yesterday. We had three different thermostats, one in the back, two in the front. They shut down one of the ones in the front and re sort of started the one in the back they they had shut down and before. So it was like sort of like I was like, let me understand what's going on here. Sure. So you shut this one down. The guy from the AC company said that they could balance the air out like this. So it's it's it can go from that to sort of weird. And then I started talking to Courtney, who's the CDC at John and Vinny's. We started talking about the pasta extruding uh, process, about you know sort of dialing in some times on different shapes. So, so you're giving like, feedback. 
Yeah, because you guys yeah. don't strike me as like micromanagers. No, no. I mean, we can't. Right. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't believe in micromanaging. Right. No. I mean, personally, we believe and in trust. And you probably yeah. don't even have the time to do it. No. In, restaurant. No, but you know? some people might consider us micromanagers because we are. We're you know, there's Yeah. There's a lot of information they got to provide. So it's like if they're providing information, why do you need to micromanage them? Right. They're right. doing their job, and that's what you want. You just want someone to come in and do their job correctly, and they move up. You know, and that's the other thing that does happen is as you recognize talent as you get people to stay with you you got to create opportunity for them and that's where i think now is really our biggest point in our career where we're at is like we got to continue to grow to create opportunity for these people that have now worked for us two three four five plus years and like they want to make more money it kind of becomes the i mean you're saying it exactly how um i think of it a lot of other chefs we've had in here have said it too that's sort of the goal of growth you know, it's not just making a ton of money no. and doing cool things. It ends up being, if I really want to keep these people, uh, yeah. we have to grow. Have like, to if, if I want this person to get their shot, we're yeah. going to have to keep growing because yeah. I have enough talent in the, on the roster. Yeah, here gonna and it's kind time. of a beautiful thing, right, to see these people grow within your group. You know, it's like we have, we have, we've had and do have multiple people that went from line cooking jobs to work, working from Garmerger to running a How restaurant. How much time in your system does that? I mean, I know everything <laughs> depends on by, a person. It's a case by case example. Yeah, it is. But, but it, generally speaking, because a lot of people that listen to this podcast are just like I mean, just I tell, getting into the industry. I tell people that it's more than one out of a hundred employees that come into our group that become impact players. Right, we always like to talk about it with like almost sports. Yeah, no, we love it's talking like, sports. Go for it. Yeah, it's yeah. like you know, in in different jobs or different positions. Right, it's like to me, the chef is the quarterback. You know, and like they got to obviously run the field. Right. right, and it's like so. Then what are you then in that analogy? What are you guys? Coach, coach. Are you so what? But you're both coaches. Then there's yeah. two of you. We're going to get into this. The, the, okay. The, the dynamic All right. Duo aspect. Okay. Of this. Okay. But then if you're both, what? What? So like, are you are you an offensive coordinator or the defensive coordinator? Well, like, or, how do or you? Are you like bad cop, good cop? Like, how no. Do you, we have bad cop now in our group. We have somebody that's a bad cop. <laughs> it's better that way. Yeah. It's better that way. Yeah. Better that I way. mean, it used to, I mean, you know what? Like, here's the reality about our relationship is like every year it's had to change, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, that's what makes a great partnership. It's like, it's right. never going to be the same. You know, you're going to continue to evolve. You guys are married. You know what it's like to be married. It's like, kids are like restaurants, right? It's the same right. thing. Pretty it's much. like all these things kind of, there is some parallel, you know? Do you like, have the restaurant that's just that like goth moody kid that never wants to really <laughs> listen to you? Using uh, the parenting uh, analogy. Sorry, that's just uh, taking us into too No, <laughs> not really. I mean, I think like I love all, like I love all the restaurants obviously we're affiliated. We also have other partnerships besides Vinny and I. Sure. It's like, you know, so Vinny and I have always kind of had a belief that like two's better than one and why not make threes better than one and like the same idea and like you know we're always exploring ways to you know grow and you know i think one person could only do so much right? so back to it's the, like uh, two people could do more it's like we could actually be in two places at one time right and, right? The, and the and the goals are the same right so that's really where we start it's like our goals are the same it's like let's create great restaurants great work environments have you know awesome places for the city you know yeah. it's 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 sort of like those are the sort of general goals yeah. of what we do yeah. but like john said it evolved it evolved from like you know john and i working together as line cooks in miami it's like he was working the hotline i was working the cold side i was working in pastries a little bit right then we sort of 
split and sort of worked at a couple different restaurants and then but the knowledge was all filtering back to sort of this one house you know um but we share a lot of the same beliefs yeah, yeah. so you said that so you you worked you know hotline cold line yeah so do you feel like you both bring something unique and different do you think you have such a shared perspective that i think anything that i'm weak at he's really good right. at same right advice oh. and he probably feels amazing. the same you know yeah. it's like i'm a terrible speller he's a great speller <laughs> he's always like he's always like oh. Staying out with you sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. No, literally, literally, it's like I lose, I lose. Yeah, yeah, literally, like sometimes hanging out with John, we always joke around. It's like I feel like I'm at a spelling because you know it's like you have to actually spell words in your head rather than actually writing them down. When he's like, "How do I spell this for a you know?" When he's writing a message to someone or whatever it is, but you know, and and I think the other part of this is is that a lot of people don't we don't get asked or we don't get to talk about is that. You know, this is fun for us. You know, John and I have always looked at cooking in restaurants as a fun thing. And right. it's sort of like, you know, we're waiting for that moment to have to actually go to work. You yeah, know? Sure. It's like we love the restaurant game. I love restaurants. I love dining. I love the restaurant culture. I love all the details that go into it. Love eating. Yeah. Love eating. Obviously love eating. <laughs> love eating so much. Um and and that's really where that desire and that 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 uh, want to know and learn more is constantly there. You know, we we feel like it's part of that that journey that we're on. You know, it's do, like do you guys people do, ask us all the time, and like, like where's like, that? What's that final goal of yours? It's like I don't ooh, know. We don't know. Yeah. I don't have that answer. What's like, the next step, though? So like we were just talking about this on the way here. It's like like there's something that I want to achieve. It, we might do it. It's close, but I know that once I grab that. The, the goalpost is going to – the field's going to change a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and it should, right? So like for you guys, I mean what, what – I mean, you know, I'm assuming at one point it was let's just open up one kick-ass restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, that was. We and, still talk like that. Right. Just so you know. It's just like, okay, let's open another one of those or let's do this. You so know? It's what's, like, what's that sort of – We don't have a big out there right now. Like is there – what's the next step? Like obviously you expanding know the next step empire. is just getting to continue doing what we do. You know, and, and like that's – I like – I think that's what – I think Vinny's trying to say is like, to us, this is like, it's all a dream, you know, like at some point we're going to have to wake up and go back to high school, right? right. Like, like that's the nightmare, you right. know what I mean? That's like, what happens with your kids. Right. You're actually like, when you have yeah. kids, you're like, you wait, how did too. I get talked into going back to school here? Yeah. No, one, like, no one tells you that part. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, you know, it's like, so for us, it's just, if we could just do what we're doing now and continue this success that we're having and like continue to create more opportunity for people that work for us, it's like... That's beyond the wildest dream, you know? So it's like, I don't think that there's anything that like, I'm like, oh, I got to do this or I want to do that. It's like, all I want to do is not fuck up what I have. Right. You know what I mean? That's like, kind of true. Like, yeah. right, it's a, it's like, we're I have blessed. Yeah. 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 And it's yeah. like, to keep it going is sort of like the goal, right? Yeah. To just like, oh, wow, it's amazing. Rest- yeah. Like if the restaurant's working, if uh, whatever, it's a cookbook, t- television show, whatever it is. Yeah. Like we're, most of us in this industry kind of got lucky to a certain degree right we're lucky that food's in the place that it's in and like you know we look at animal now it's you know we're gonna have a 10-year anniversary this summer correct which is by the way what is that age in like a a regular human life it's like it's like dog (laughs) it's actually like dog years right it's like so a 10-year-old restaurant is like a hundred year old dog we were talking about that on the way up right of what's the life cycle of a restaurant what's what's expected and what's what should you celebrate you know i mean obviously 10 years that's like a lifetime yeah i mean 20 years is sort of i feel like I think the, the Today Show Smuckers commercial. Like, <laughs> it becomes it's something being different 100 at that years point. Old. Yeah. 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 Oh, I mean, to, if you, you can get, get to 20, 20, that's like, you're just, you're, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. Done. That's just that's an annuity. You're, you're, I mean, you're for us, I mean, if you would have told us when we opened Animal that it was going to be there in 10 years, 
we might not have believed you at the time. Sure. You know what right. I'm saying? And now, like, obviously, that's we're approaching what it, it. That's what got it to 10 years. Yeah, it's right? funny it because part of that sort of understanding it's definitely like, not as could... busy. It's right. definitely not as busy as it was when it was in the heyday. It's like nobody's writing about it as much, but it's like, I promise you, you go eat there. It's the best fucking restaurant in the city. Of and course. I tell I tell the guys that work at John and Vinny's at all the time. Because <laughs> that one's the yeah, busiest. That's great. That's great. I'm always like, yo, you guys it's, think you're good because you're busy. But, and it's you know? also the newest, right? Uh, it is. Well, Kismet's newest. That's technically. Sarah yeah. and Sarah. Sure, that's sure. one of our partnerships. And yeah. they're they're the busy. So that's interesting, though. You have, to, you have to keep sort of um, inspiring animal yeah because yeah. you know how good it is yeah you know that if it wasn't for animal you're not getting a chance to roll out some of these other ideas right? well Perhaps. animals you know yeah. animals like that's the oldest one it's you know? but it's hard to you have to i mean i'm doing this myself too you have to go tell that team like listen this is the this is the flag this <laughs> is the flag yeah this is where it happened <laughs> yeah. like don't like it's easy to get like to to think you should be over there because that's yeah. new and shiny or we're doing this other project uh but it you know it's it is yeah. sort of the the, the firstborn well, if you will yeah yeah everyone uh hope you're enjoying this episode of starting for attention um listen in food you know jasmine that the source indicates quality and uh of course the ingredient evokes craftsmanship and uh you know in this case this product evokes these traditional old world values uh the source reinforces the connection we have not only to each other but to the world and s pellegrino bottled at the source in bergamo italy since 1899 is a premium mineral water that's naturally filtered by the italian alps during the 30-year underground journey which is insane to even say minerals are absorbed as the water flows through geological formations to its source creating a unique and refreshing taste. Uh, it's a taste that I have a lot of times uh, right here at the desk. And water, believe it or not, everyone, it's a crucial ingredient in any food and beverage experience. Uh, and it often uh, opens or closes the meal. In all of my restaurants, uh, I'm proudly serving S. Pellegrino, not only because of the taste and how it enhances the flavor of the food we serve, but because of the brand's relentless support of the culinary community. So thanks, Pellegrino, for doing that. Uh, S. Pellegrino is a brand I trust directly from the source. Uh, like I said, I enjoy it not only in my restaurants, but at our own personal table. I encourage you to enhance your own meals by choosing S. Pellegrino. To find S. Pellegrino in your area and for some additional culinary inspiration, visit sanpellegrino.com. Hey guys, it's Caitlin Bristow with Off the Vine. Last year was so great, and I'm kicking off the new year with a bang. I'm adding a mini episode each week. I'm going to answer your questions, take your confessions, and just so much more. So check out new episodes of Off the Vine every Tuesday and the new mini episodes starting Thursday, January 11th, exclusively at podcastone.com and the Podcast One app. Plus, remember to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps me out. Now back to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. Do you guys ever like, seemingly know, based off of just the first couple minutes here, you guys ever fight? You guys, you're using the married couple example. Are there uh, ever any little? I think it used to. I think when we were younger, and sort of you, you don't know how to control your emotions as much. Um, there were many more fights. Couple uh, fisters. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Go, wait. So you dated back to culinary school. There were definitely actual so, physical fights. Oh, that's amazing. Um, so this is like brothers. I mean, like yeah. rolling around the parking yeah. lot. You know? I mean, we've been working together. Uh, let's see, since 1999. So. You know, almost 19 years. I feel know? like there's the Will Ferrell sort of John C. Riley sort of oh, uh, yeah. Step right. yeah, stepbrothers yeah. sort of yeah. thing going on there. I so, wish I was making as much money as those guys are. <laughs> right. all, all of us. For sure. Of us. Uh, 
Um, so then, but there obviously though, every once in a while has to be like, oh, I, I think we should do it this way. What do you think? There, I mean, there's oh. definitely that. We'll debate something like you've never seen a debate. You think you're on Capitol Hill. Nice, you know what nice. I mean? Like we'll go round and round for sometimes hey, days. Contem- <laughs> contemplate weeks. I mean, we have things that we we really try to you know kind of think about things from every angle possible sure now these impact this everybody about thermometers right yeah, i'm yeah. guessing are these bigger bigger They're bigger things. Things, I mean, sort of things it could be about anything really that's interrelated back to the restaurant you know i think that's our main priority even like when we get offered other things outside of the restaurant it's always comes back to the food and like you know is it live up to what what we feel is important you know it's like we've done we're getting into doing more corporate partnerships and uh you know one of the biggest things that is in that in all of our deals is like we got to bring the food right you know? like that's our you know there's no debate about that right. you know and like other things other than that the debate could go right in a it could be in about thermometers does it and my, most of it then the food which means to me like you know the authenticity that you both really bring to the table i think is, is absolutely like, your strength like somehow you've managed to grow and not lose any authenticity yeah. or integrity with like the, the the style of things that you're doing i mean listen we're brand you know we're brand pacific individuals when it comes to cooking and we think it impacts your food and changes your recipes and recipes is what's foundation of any great restaurant you know every one of our restaurants have very thick recipe books right uh you know that's that aren't published to me yeah that's a little surprising to me i feel like you guys are a little i mean just as we use people a little bit more improv i mean we used to be we john we are personally we are right right we'll cook like off the cuff i will totally do that john will totally do that in the moment but uh, you know the recipes really help us with consistency. Going back yeah. to the systems, yeah. But was there a, animal was there a, started? There was like it was it and was the like integrity outlines right. of recipes. <laughs> like they were yeah. Sure. Like, yeah. Here's the ingredients that go in this. Like thing. when animal started, it was us doing the ordering. So it was like we didn't even have order sheets. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? Like but we I just was, knew it in our yeah. head, and like we had our system set up, and it was like it was us, and you know. But in order to grow, you got to put in foundation, and like you know, for us, I think. We've laid a big foundation with organization and you know organiz- or every pretty much every kind of system, and we're always trying to refine that. And that's usually what a debate could be about, right? It's like how do you refine that without losing like the actual person in there, right? Like the not feeling so robotic, touch. right? You know, it's you like, know. and it's funny because I know it's a hot topic, but sexual harassment and okay. like how that's been floating around, and like we were. Talking with one of our investors, we had someone that obviously we knew that was accused of it. And, like, we were all talking and he's like, yes, there's creepy people out there. But what's happening is that there's so many rules now getting put in place that it's going to make everybody so, like, lifeless. They're just going to be like robots. You know what I mean? Because you're not going to be able to, like – Say hi or give somebody a hug, right? Because everything can be taken out of content now, you know? So we were having this deep conversation. And, like, for us, it's funny, like – we're thinking now like hey we have all these systems but like how do we not make it feel so robotic or so chain like or so you know there's no personal touch right it seems like the uh, the answer goes back to like the first thing you talked about which is just 
communication, right? If everyone's communicating, yeah, then well, that's why it's our favorite word, <laughs> right? There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you, I, we, I, we weren't going to bring up sexual the sexual harassment issue, but it's obviously something that's on everyone's mind. Uh, if you're in the restaurant industry, or really, quite honestly, any any industry, any, any industry, industry, right any industry yeah. so yeah. taking that sort of systematic approach to recipes, taking that to other parts of the of the business, like well, it's all interrelated. HR, well, it's policies too. I mean, there's right. policies within companies, especially that grow to the size that we're at that you're at right you have to have those policies in place you know f- to protect the employees you know and like that's the goal is like to create a good work environment a healthy work environment yeah a happy work environment right. those are the things that we want to have in place for everyone and sort of you know it goes from like sexual harassment to theft to you know you run the gamut of everything you were know you, it's like you know policies on you know tardiness uniforms yeah. it's it's wild it's like when we opened animals, like we were all cooking in shorts and t-shirts and like now they all, it's like they all have to wear dishwasher shirts. They all have to wear these aprons. It's like, you know, there's all of those things kind of came after sort of, we removed ourselves from animal when we opened the second restaurant, when we opened son of a gun. Right. So that started, it started there. So it was like putting all these policies, putting all these systems in place were a big goal of ours to sort of be able to remove ourselves, to put trust in there and then to sort of create a work environment where people there wasn't this chaos because there was chaos within animal i think in that those those first that first year first two years where there was like we were we let people have shift drinks it's like there's no shift drinks in any of our restaurants anymore it's like it just it 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 it, the trickle down is that it causes problems you know what i mean it's like every time for us we feel it's all related it's all related in its own way and uh you know, that's something that we, you know, have to be careful. And I think for a lot of chefs, they get sucked into that environment. They're out drinking late night. You know, their yeah. their guards are down and, like, they get themselves in trouble. And that's, now you're seeing it come to, you know, come you to can, the you, surface you, because yeah, it's, yeah. it is a comfort zone. But also now guys like us that are like, okay, we need to make sure that we create environments in our restaurants that people feel safe and that they feel confident that if they – feel uncomfortable they could come forward so it doesn't become a bigger thing you know and uh, we've had it happen we've already i mean before all this stuff even came right. out it was like right. we've had it happen we've had to let people go and then it's unfortunate you know yeah. it's like you know it's like you made a mistake you said something wrong you right. you you weren't thinking about what you said i mean the people that are completely sober not it doesn't have to involve alcohol it's like yeah. Yeah. most of the time it doesn't right. which and, is interesting and, and right. just to be clear for like everyone who's listening like this is pretty much any restaurant group that's grown to, you know, yeah. a couple of restaurants. Not I mean, even, just, it could be one restaurant. It could be and it could be yeah. anywhere. <laughs> true, true. Yeah. I really appreciate you guys actually bringing it up because it, it's, yeah. it's something that's like, you know, you're not, you're not sure a, how to talk about it. Yeah. I've been thinking about it a lot and it seems like you guys have already tackled it in, in your in your businesses and, and personally as well. I've been thinking about it. A lot of it goes back to, were you guys ever like hotheads in the kitchen? Like I kind of grew up in that, like we, I loved Marco Pierre one. Yes, I wanted we, to be Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> we're, we're, I mean, we're all about the same right, age. Right. Um, I'm 38. John's 36. Yeah. I don't know how old you a are. A little older. That's yeah. But, yeah, but we're around the same. Yeah. You we're in the good, same. Dude. We're in the, <laughs> <laughs> you're looking good, man. We're in the We're in the same generation of right. cooks, I would say. Yeah. Like, but that was an appeal to was, be like sort was. of like to, to the, be the aggressive. Shouting, and I feel yeah. like hey, I'm trying to look It's not accepted anymore. I'm trying to look for like what the seed possibly could be for that. And I think part of it was that like it was cool to be a badass chef. Yeah. And like – 
if yelling at your runner or the food server because they brought and, the food to the wrong table is not cool. And that's how, like for me, that's and, where I'm filtering like my branch. Like yeah. that's the stuff that I'm glad I stopped. Yeah, but that was glamorized yeah. and romanticized at yeah. certain point. And 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 you were you were like it, yeah, like you said, it was it, you were cool if you were one of those guys that like flipped out on people <laughs> and embarrassed people. And right. Said, yeah. You know, it's like yeah, were we those people? I think like I think that first year and a half into Animal, we were, and then it stopped after sort of. You know, John and I had some deep conversations. I used to work at night a lot. John right. used to work during the day because what would what would happen? So you understood the dynamic of how Animal started was that we had already had a catering business going into Animal right. that was doing well, and John would come in and help prep the menu with the prep crew and get everything organized for night service. I would come in at like sort of a midpoint in the day and then stay throughout the night and sort of organize the night shift, run the night shift. I'd actually work the line while John would go out and cater still. So we had these really long days and with the, the you know, that exhaustion sort of in that sort of different old school, you know, culture. Yeah, there was like, you know, short tempers for sure and at, at every moment, you know, whatever it was. And you said things that you you never really yeah, meant. And it we, was just like that we was were, the culture we yeah, were yeah. but then we had some serious talks about John and I, I was like, but we were yo, also you need drinking to drinking at work. Yeah. yeah. Which also, you know, yeah. obviously get you going. Yeah. And it was like you yeah. need to calm down. Everybody's like on edge here. Everybody's afraid of you. And that's not the environment we sure. want to create. Yeah. So it was like it was a moment of reflection of like, hey, how are we going to – this isn't healthy. This isn't going to continue forever. This won't be able to last forever. And then I think that there were – there have been and there still are probably – kitchens that harbor that culture you right. know, and that they're okay with that and it's cool and it's funny and it's like that to us isn't funny that's not a healthy work environment we realize that and I'm sure you yeah see, no you know, I love you, you guys first yeah. of all like you guys yeah. are like taking it to a place where yeah. like I'm glad like yeah. that's what this podcast is about yeah um but yeah, and we hid behind like listen, like we we at a certain point like we hid behind the food. Like yeah. right? like no, I'm not mad at you, I'm mad at the shrimp. You're like no you're not. Like you're yeah. being a dick. Yeah, you're being an asshole. And, you're being an asshole. Right. Man. And like, you know, again, we've obviously we have sort of come to that point long ago where we're like no, this isn't right and yeah. it's going to so kind of foreseeing throwing you know, down things. The road. One of my favorite things to used to do to like get everybody to just stop in a moment was like I used to take the like tool bucket that would be on your station and I'd throw it against the backsplash cuz it would just would make this insane noise right but it wouldn't actually physically harm anyone or anything right but it was just like what was i thinking no, same you know thing. it's like, like am i pounding the path yeah yeah hand. just yeah. stupid things yeah where it's like because like, it's such thin metal it right. shakes everything it's <laughs> right, like right yeah and it's just it, it it and i think that that just comes from being immature you know it's like and i can say that like i was like you know it was an immature thought process and like you know it was a it was definitely a more edgy hostile work environment than what we wanted to create moving forward and like you know we're all about trying to create longevity and sort of have this you know business that can thrive and you know like john said we're, we we want to have people that can grow within the company we want to create opportunity and that is not going to do that right you know, and, but, and like again that. listen i think we're all doing a good job yeah. taking responsibility for the things that we were doing that mm-hmm. you know you know could lead people down to doing horrible things yeah. um but it was also it was it was glamorized it was yeah. romanticized 100%. and it was like that's what we worked for the we worked for those people yeah you know and yes. like i came up through those classic european kitchens where like you just were afraid 
all day long. Yeah. You know, where I would ride my bike home and cry yeah. all night long because used, of a brunoise. Like, yeah, exactly. It's so funny you said <laughs> yeah. that. It, it, it used to be, our, it's so funny, like, kitchens used to be, like, I remember when we first started in the late 90s, like, in serious kitchens down in Miami, it was like, everything was about, like, knife skills. It was like, we've really sort of gotten away from that, you know, it's like, we, we hardly sort of rely on these, like, yeah, meticulous. Don't make it look perfect. You yeah, know we, 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 we got, we, we personally, the, our kitchens, we definitely have more rustic food but we've gotten so far away from like these like perfect knife skills that take so much time and labor right no. you know it's like we start now start thinking about it from a business aspect it's like okay so i'm short-tempered about you not having a perf- perfect brunoise and it doesn't make sense for labor costs when, right. especially here in california with the rise of labor costs and time right and and what's needed and what the customer actually is looking for it's like the customer wants something delicious yeah it's like they kind of don't care they how don't give a meticulous they're not, they're not pushing their fork yeah. through and saying that's not yeah. a quarter inch. yeah yeah exactly that's yeah. true and it's it's just not the environment that we're working within anymore and i think even some of the fine dining places i mean you've seen food trends go now through so many different things and now we're at this sort of more, more minimalist look on food and very like you know like you know draped and covered foods and sort of you know we're, we're moving away from that sort of you know perfect brunoise that you're going to see sprinkled around the plate or whatever it was back it is beautiful though, right? It is beautiful. There is the skill that's listen. There's the, sometimes the, I whip it out. Like I'll be like somebody be like, "Can you go old school format?" I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Or yeah. there's like the, the Robuchon terrine with like <laughs> the chives ringed out around yeah. like a terrine. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like how long did that take? Beautiful. To make by that you know, fourteen year old kid that was doing that in yeah. the kitchen or whatever. But those and kids now, those kids now yeah. aren't aren't available because they're out doing television shows. Right. right. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like you get this interesting balance. I love. Okay, so let's get that into the food media. Thing. So, yeah. f- you like listen. You've benefited from media and yeah. from television, and like I mean, um, so do you think that that is it, it's uh, taking away good cooks or cre- is it creating? Uh, I mean, or is I it think it, away? It's, there, it's doing positive and negatives. There's a yeah. lot of there's a lot of positive that it is doing. I think it has brought you know a lot of attention to our industry and making it not feel so blue collared right like when when i got into cooking it was definitely like a blue collared kind of job i had no nothing else to do like i had to do that yeah yeah was like nothing was going to jail like, yeah. or cooking. pretty much yeah. Yeah, and yeah. i think that obviously has changed i think it's also helped drive customers to our restaurant you know so i think there's positives to the media exposure but on the other side, I think it's giving people false opportunity and false look at the way our industry really works. And like that part to me, sometimes I think is more hurtful right. than the plus side. Like I'd rather right? in a lot of ways. And again, everyone should go get theirs. I'm a firm believer. And I, I know that just yeah. listening to you guys saying that. But like if you're 16 or 15 you know, maybe just doing pop-ups on an Instagram account is not the best use of your time long-term, Yeah. Right? Like, well, I, I mean, there's a lot to learn other than cooking in a restaurant, right? And sure. I think that's where we've gotten so far away from it because there's these other opportunities that are out there for people that are coming in with really no restaurant experience. And it's, it's, it is interesting that actually when you think about the media side too, it's also created a whole other world of our industry – that's available, right? It's like there's people that are terrible cooks but great personalities right. and end up being great media stars did, in our industry. Did it help launch you guys? 
Because I mean, my no, my, uh, no. but you actually, you did. I remember watching you guys on Iron Chef. I mean, we yes. did Iron Chef. Iron that was Chef helpful. But helped. we got Iron Chef because we used to cater for the guy who was the executive producer. Right. Right. So right. it wasn't like he was like, you guys should come on the show, and we were like, your food's better <laughs> okay. than a lot of these guys. You know <laughs> what I mean? For me, like, that was like for awesome. me. I mean, again, my introduction to you guys was, yeah. was Iron yeah. Chef. Yeah. And yeah. like, not just the food that you did, but like, yeah, I want to sort of like. I want to we look showed up like in t-shirts. Right. Yeah. Like these yeah. dudes got it down. I don't yeah. want to wear this white chef coat. Yeah. I want to be like these guys. Yeah. And that was a moment, you know, yeah. and that that helped us, but then after that came a show that kind of hurt us a little bit because we got we got John and I are the worst at being sort of actors. pushed into an accord. Well, <laughs> actors, yes, but also being <laughs> being pushed into a corner. John and I are just like we like to play by our own rules. Sure, we sure. like to kind of create our own rules. Uh and we got pushed into a corner by Food Network, and we really kind of felt like it wasn't us. And we got portrayed differently. They asked us to like, cut and our this hair, was what, this was, me uh, to shave my this, beard. This two dudes catering. Two, two yeah. dude, okay, right. And then so we wrote a like book a that was parallel, and that's part of the reason we've never written another book. It was yeah. a hurtful we hate, experience. We hated the experience. Oh, yeah. 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 Right. It's called get, Two Dudes, One Pan. It's that. available on Amazon, I think $2.97. <laughs> really? Nice. So, so, two bucks. So, so, so basically having other, like having, again, a, a big company sort of influence your brand. Yeah. Well, just, we you know what? I think Vinny and I, ever since we were kids, not knowing each other, and when you talk to our parents, they'll tell you the same thing. It's like, we were never the kid that was able to stand in line in elementary school. Right. right? Like... <laughs> We also were never the kid that like probably did their homework or was really that organized, but somehow managed to always get good grades. Right. right. Like not great grades, but good enough to pass. Yeah. Right. right. Which is really like, just the goal. Yeah. That's it. You just got to be good it, enough sometimes. I yeah. Know that's a, you don't and, agree and, with that. You know, and, I think, it, and then all of a sudden we got put into this setting where it was like it was corporate America. We were young and it was like we were still finding out who we were and like they were trying to create us into something that we knew we weren't. Mm. So like yeah. obviously our our shields went up, you know, and and we, it, and we turned against it, and we were like, okay, this isn't what we want to do. This isn't who we want to be. And we were like, let's just get back into the restaurant game. This is what we do. This is what we're good at. This is what we know. This is what we love. So that was what pushed us to do Animal, and it was like it was like that. Animal had that sort of like. I related to punk rock because I listened to punk rock a lot, a lot when I was, uh, you know, late into my teens, and I know John did as well. It was sort of like that, that angsty sort of like album that was just like anti every establishment possible. It's like right. no sign. It's like it's painted black on the outside. There's like concrete floors, wood tables, like. All we care about is what we're cooking, and like we're gonna cook it from a cook's expression. Sure, like that's still we're gonna cook the stuff that's. But you know when yeah. you put out well, a good, it still is. It, it there. Like, you put know, that biscuit, put foie gras on there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but exactly. you know when you put out a good album, it's like, or you you have a good album, it's like you go back and listen to it five years later, it's still fucking good. You right. know, and like that's the thing, like. I think a lot of people, you know, like I'll be like, when's the last time you've been to Animal? Like four years ago. Right. Like, dude, you're overdue to go back. Sure. You know, and yeah. then they go back and they're like, I'm so glad I went back. You know, like, and I think that, you know, like Vinny said, it was us in our youth just being who we were, big flavors, bold, doing just whatever the fuck we I think to we do. need to listen. Uh, I want to go, I want to produce that show again, though, with you guys. <laughs> yeah. Like, I want to do it now yeah. and just let it rip. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure people approach you, know what, you guys. Do you know this. what's, yeah, they do a just, lot. Just go Gary Every v year. style and yeah. just turn the camera on and just let it rip, man. You I want to watch you guys live your lives out. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, that's a lot. That's a lot to have, know, like, a follow doctor. Yeah. Show. I'm <laughs> starting a petition, <laughs> guys. I'm yeah. so, we're going to start this up on the Instagram page because <laughs> we'll I mean, you guys are we'll fascinating. Talk. Like you Thanks, are. Man. Like I mean, some of our my favorite people for Thank sure. You. And like, just don't script it. Just let yeah. it let it rip. 
We're trying. I want to. Be, I want to be. I want to see that conversation yeah. about the thermometer, at John. I, I think I we missed that show. Yeah, I think we missed the opportunity. But you know, I think there's others now, and like, you know, I want to promote other people that I, I think feel you guys like stay pretty busy. Real quick yeah. about that. Okay, so this is uh, as we're getting you know uh, near the end of the podcast episode. You said I want to help help other people get their thing. Yeah. Here's something that you just have nailed, and I've always wanted to do it, and you did it. You took the idea. I'm a hip hop kid. Yeah. So like, you took the idea of Wu Tang Clan, mm-hmm. and you really did it. Where yeah. like, you have Ludo, you have yeah. Sarah and Sarah and Kismet, yeah. and you have other people that I probably don't even know yet that you're sort of bringing on. Almost we have one more to your label. Yeah. Right. You have right. one more that we're, we're not going to talk about. Okay. It no yet, worries. <laughs> we do have one more person that we're we got in our wings. That Amazing. We're so really it's like stoked. You on. have uh, Method Man. You have all these. Like when yeah. you're together. You've created this one band, yeah. but you let people go sort of shine on their own. Yeah. They they do their own thing. Yeah. Ludo by himself does his thing. Yeah. That's his yeah, but, food. Yeah, but let's be I – mean, we support. I, I love see, Ludo. Like, love. Love Here's Ludo. the thing is like for us, what's funny, you know, we're, we think of ourselves just as like backup singers to those guys. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Like, well, but we're damn good back, backup singers, yeah. you know? like but, No, it's producing. It's producing. Yeah. So, but, but what I'm saying is, listen, I mean, I, as much – I love you guys. I love Ludo. Both like my favorite yeah. chefs in the world. But like you, Ludo needed you guys as, as much as like you kind of need Ludo. Like yeah. there's some sort of relationship there that's not – it's not – you don't see that anywhere else. Well, there's no you, other how relationship you, How do you like decide that? to partner up? How does that – uh, well, You we just feel it. Started you know? I mean, started like, by the, the thought of like, I really like this guy. I love his cooking. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let's let's try to do something. And like the idea sort of like went all over the place of like what we were actually going to do. And we sort of landed on the Twamek model first. Right. But we knew that there was potential to do more after that with him. He is an unbelievable talent. You know, he's from he's from another generation. Guys in our whole he, country yeah. I mean, right the, now is you know, still, dude. That like, guy's he worked like, for Bassard. Yeah, he worked legit. for Pierre Gagnaire. He's right. like, he's a, you know, what they consider, quote unquote, a dying breed. You know, Ludo's sure. still young. A personal hero. I mean, yeah. absolutely yeah. one of these no, guys. No, me too. Yeah. I look at him and I look at his skill set and I'm like, there aren't many people left like him in no. this industry, yeah. you know, that right. are still cooking at that level in restaurants. Um, you know, these guys are, they're kind of falling off by the wayside. And then Sarah and Sarah, you know, are the opposite. They're the next generation. And we look at them like they're, they are this new generation with a new mindset. They are this and, hip indie band. Yeah. That just launched <laughs> on the world. hundred percent. just taking over. And they, they have a beautiful style. Do, they're they, wonderful. Were they working with you before? No, they, no, not at all. Um, I actually, you know, to be very millennial, like, uh, <laughs> reached out to Sarah over social media. I right. was like, Hey, I heard you're coming to LA. Like, what's your deal? Um, you know, we should meet for coffee sort of like in a sort of like weirdly gatekeeper kind of way of Los Angeles. You know, right. it's like, you know, like, I, I'm, I'm excited like, for you to come no, here. Dude, she was like creep at yeah. the beginning. No, no, she wasn't. She wasn't at all. She wasn't. It at wasn't all. in a hotel. She was, no, 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 okay, no. Yeah, no we met at a coffee right, shop. Right. We talked. We had a great conversation. I was like, you should come do a dinner. Like, let people know you're here in L.A. Like, come do a dinner at Animal. Right. She did a dinner. Loved the way that she handled herself. The way, loved the way mm-hmm. she managed the staff. Then I got to meet Sarah Hymanson at that moment. John got to meet both of them. And we all sort of hit it off. They're incredible people. They're really talented cooks. Was it just coffee in the beginning or was it a scouting? Or were you scouting? Uh, I mean, I didn't go. Yeah. I, I wasn't there. In the no, I just wanted to meet her. I just wanted to meet her because I had been following I her. I met him later I'd, and right. later on. I had been following her food at Glasserie where she was working in New York. And I had been following – I had like wanted to go there. I just never made time to get out to Brooklyn. And like then I heard she was coming to L.A. And I was like, whoa, you're going to move to L.A. and like bring what you're doing out here. 
LA definitely could use, you know, your style, your perception, a female chef that's doing food that's, you know, done exceptionally well. And um, and she was like, oh, I have a partner, Sarah Hymanson, who who's been working with me as well at Glassery, and I'm going to make her a partner in whatever I do out here. And they had already kind of slated to do Mad Capper, which is their falafel place down right. in Grand Central Market, which is incredibly delicious. Um, so they had already started that before they even kind of got here to L.A. They had had those plans, and we were like, well, you know, you want any sort of help or any any sort of – you need anything, whatever it is, like – Open book, you know. So and at this point, do you have like kids sending you demo tapes? Yeah. Because uh, what's your address? I, I want to. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Please send them to uh, yeah, uh, four thirty five North Fairfax. Um, no, we. I kind of, you know, I, 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 I'm always kind of out there, sort of watching people and like what they're doing, and you know, I think a lot of times chefs get into bad deals. They get into bad situations. Oh, you oh, know, yeah. it's like right. how much we could talk another hour about that. It's like. You know, so so we wanted to sort of we wanted to sort of just give them an opportunity to work with us and and have a good experience and have a great you know restaurant that really you know spoke to the LA culture and they're doing it. Speaking of another hour, I usually ask this at the dead end of the podcast, but you guys want to come back one day, sure, and chop it up on whatever topic you want to talk about because like I feel this is super fascinating. Yeah, Yeah. I'm just learning a ton from you guys. Uh, We play a little bit of uh, a game at the end, uh, one or two games at the end. You guys are down for a quick little game? Sure. All right, so uh, this one. of course, the theme is sort of dynamic duos okay. because you've heard that said yeah, about yourselves, yeah, right? Yeah. Which, by the way, it's hard to find anything about each of you individually. Like even when you do research about you, like it's we, almost all just it's all John together. And John well, and we've we've worked together nineteen years. Unbelievable, only. Yeah. unbelievable. So we, this one professionally yeah. never been separated. It's yeah. kind of a, it's very romantic. I like it. <laughs> it's, it's very it's romantic. Long, long long term relationship. Uh, so these are going to be the name of other dynamic duos in the world, and uh, you collectively have to tell us. What those dynamic duos are known for? Best pop known culture, for. man. We are pop terrible. Culture. Pop really? culture. Oh, I will oh, say uh, we yeah. buried ourselves in kitchens for for <laughs> the last are, twenty years. Jasmine sort easy. of creates yeah. most of the games, and I think okay. you're going to do all right. Let's so shoot, we'll, shoot, we'll shoot. start. We, we gave you some um, softballs. I think this one's going to be a softball. Kirk and Spock. Kirk yeah. and Spock. Star Trek. Star Trek. Well, can you be more specific? Uh, no, no. no, okay. So I could <laughs> Captain and science officer. If yeah. you're a nerd uh, like myself, I definitely don't know that. Uh, here we go. Uh, pen and teller. Uh, magic. magic, magic, guys. Okay, Look, yeah. they're, na- they're naturally like taking turns too. Yeah, they've been in front of a microphone <laughs> yeah. before. Uh, Punch and Judy. Punch and Judy. Mm, yeah, don't know that. Don't Punch know. and Judy. I don't know that one. They're, they're famous uh, puppets. Puppets. Yeah. Oh, famous <laughs> puppets from the seventies. No, I think even earlier. We're, we're okay, too young oh, we're, yeah. too young I don't even remember. I was okay. born in seventy nine. So three, three for four. <laughs> Usually, people bat around seven fifty in this <laughs> game. Okay. Uh, Thelma and Louise. I uh, know the name. I know, don't know what they did. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh! You really the pop culture comment was actually yeah, totally right. yeah. yeah. Thelma and Louise is uh, I want to say the music, but no, it's they're not. not. It's, no, it's, uh, it's, just, um, uh, this is awesome. <laughs> this is awesome. You guys are Although get it could be them. like Thelma and Louise, Sarah and Sarah. Like it could be another indie band. I I, I feel okay. like that that could work, but it's a movie. Yeah, no, we're just a, gonna. Yeah, it's, it's a movie. movie. It's a movie. No, I know the name. Don't know the reference. This one I feel like you're gonna get Ren and Stimpy. Brent cartoon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Hey, listen. Beavis yeah, and Butthead would be a little more yeah. up our alley. Give us, give us the ones that we age, and you're all from Florida. Yeah. yeah. That was going to be an easy yeah. one. Uh, this one I didn't know. I don't know. Romulus and Remus. 
This is like a school one. I know. Yeah, this is like that. Promise. Heather knows, though. She's Heather's smiling on the other hand. I feel like it's a history question. Oh, no, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. science. No. It's a Greek, Greek, Greek mythology uh, uh, so something. Roman mythology. Roman. Roman. Really good. Yeah. Yeah, I can tell by the names. Roman. All right. Well, I got a half point. Half uh, point. point, half point. Lewis and Clark. Uh, uh, Lois and Clark are Batman and... Uh, no, no, no. Not Lois. no. Um, Although that would be another <laughs> dynamic, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lewis and Clark. Yeah, Lewis this and Clark. This is a tough one. Uh, I, uh, you would know the answers. I don't... Um, I know. Oh, are you playing too? Uh, can I play on this yeah, one? Because I don't know. Uh, ex- uh, they were explorers. They were explorers. Explorers. Yes. Uh, up the Mississippi did the, River, No. Right? Like, yeah. mi- did they do the, Mont- the in Canada? The, the North river, Pacific Northwest. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yep. They were on boats and rivers. Someone, our, our guests, our audience. Someone wait, like, come on. Figure it out. But they were on canoes and stuff. Right? Weren't they? Right, Heather. Pacific Northwest. Yeah. 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 They explored the Louisiana they, Purchase and made it to the Pacific. Oh, explores yeah. the Louisiana Purchase. Yeah. There you go. So they were on the Mississippi. But they did. This is how I ended up in kitchens, guys. This is how I ended up in kitchen exactly uh, we, we didn't tell you that we're not smart either <laughs> uh, jordan and pippin oh God, dude the, you bulls. Know, the bulls i okay. mean come on yeah, yeah, that one's yeah. good um, we're almost done laverne and shirley uh, and know the name don't know what they did oh laverne and shirley it's a tv well, show you know, right you guys it is a tv, TV, show. Oh, yeah, TV yeah. show tv show yeah. and the last one ross and rachel Oh, friends. There you go. Oh, wow, Trust nice. the friends. John's pretty good on the pop culture. culture. Uh, I was about to say Rick Ross. I did Rick Ross I did, dating? I did okay in all the stuff in the 90s and 2000s. Yeah, you, as a team, yeah. and it makes sense, you guys crushed the dynamic duo game. <laughs> yeah, cool. uh, our, we ask all our guests at the end of the episode, uh, you can do this collectively or individually. It's 86. To 86, one thing. In their world. It could be in the food world. It could be really anywhere you want to go. Something that you're just over. You personally want to 86, get rid of, uh, knock it out. Again, it could be something is in, your, in the kitchen or, or you, in the restaurant <laughs> world. Or it could be uh, bigger than that. Whatever you'd like. Don't take offense to this. Uh-oh. <laughs> I think I – think- Fried chicken is. <laughs> <laughs> I like. We're going. Listen. We're making it a little personal. No, 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 no. It's okay. fine. It's I just my agree. thing. It's yeah. kind of just like we sell fried chicken, dude. We got yeah. fried chicken yeah. sandwiches. Yeah. Son yeah. of a gun. We're so goddamn sick of that. Thing. Yeah, yeah. We're that, just that makes sense. We're just I mean, sick of it. We you, wish you we could take it off the menu. Years ago. So like, no, not at all. Listen, we still eat the out of a lot. Yeah, yeah. And I listen, and I take no offense to it. It has been played hard. It has been played hard. Yeah. Do you? I feel like things go through that sort of pattern as well. You just got a new one here in L.A. Relatively new, right? What is it? They're just Helen Rays or whatever. It's yeah, like it's crazy, crazy. Like crazy. two hour line. I mean, we got it. Right. I mean, fried chicken's it's on a just, huge push right now. Yeah, it really is. It really is. John, and, and the legendary Chick Fil A showed up too a couple years ago. Did, oh, that's, right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, right. They I always go on Sundays. Here. I think I that this is on the top of my mind, but uh, you know that's. Yeah. Well, you're here so is that a collective I'm 86? No. Or, I'm okay, an 86 something too. Okay, but I'm gonna. I'm. It's kind of lame, but I'm an 86 bullying. Oh, oh, no, that was yeah, kind of no, lame. No, lame. I absolutely 100%. As, I as, thought you guys thought I was going to say some food, so that's what I thought. No, I, I love, again, I think a, a great team. Yeah, I think bullying should just be done, you know, not just in the kitchen, but all the way across the board, so... Like yeah. I, I've listened, well said, and I think yeah. you know the things we talked about earlier. It, it, it starts all just by being nicer to people and being yeah. more respectful of people. Yeah. Whether you're on a playground in elementary school or whether <laughs> yeah. you're a chef on the pass in a kitchen, uh, John and Vinny, absolute pleasure. We Thanks, found man. you guys. Yeah, thank you for thank taking you for having the time. Us. And uh, we're gonna <laughs> now come that back. we know it's so close. We thought that we had to like drive. To no, Diego. right? Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that too. This is like in our, this in our other square. than fried yeah. chicken. Yeah. No, I know. I knew. I was like, no, no, dude, you gotta. You're keeping it real. 
Keep it real. Uh, always a pleasure. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Starving for Attention. Do us a favor. Uh, jump on over to Apple Podcasts and just take two minutes and uh, give us a review. We're at five-star reviews for like 130 or something reviews already. It's pretty good. Uh, and give us some mm-hmm. feedback. You love this episode like I did. Let us know that you want to see John and Vinny back for another episode. Uh, you can over and go over to the Podcast One app as well and follow us there. You can find us on Instagram and all social at Starving for Pod. Uh, again, John, Vinny, Richard, and Jasmine Blaze. We'll see you next week and stay hungry. Thanks for listening to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. Download new episodes every Tuesday on the Podcast One app, Apple Podcasts, or PodcastOne.com. Hey, everyone. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, here are some useful car tips you might not be aware of. A coffee filter and a little bit of olive oil can clean your interior. That's insane. Removing excess weight from your car will improve gas mileage. I think I know that because I, you know, I did take physics in high school. Mm-hmm. And you can place your key fob to your chin to increase its range. Uh, Weird, right? Yeah, crazy. I've heard that. Does, yeah. does it healthy? Well, it here's another tip you also might not know about. True Car also helps people get used cars. That's right. True Car isn't just for buying new cars. With their certified dealer network and nationwide inventory of nearly 1 million used cars, you'll enjoy real pricing on actual inventory and a simpler buying experience whether you buy new or used. And with TrueCar, users can see what others paid. So they know if they're getting a good deal before even buying. They're also more likely to enjoy a faster buying experience by connecting with TrueCar certified dealers. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, check out TrueCar and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features are not available in all states.